0: i just i committed one of the most cardinal sins right it wasn't that bad <laughs> it wasn't too bad you want you want to uh, tell people what i didn't
1: do the button you didn't press the button you need one of those big <laughs> buttons you get at staples of it that you can just hit hit the button I forgot button. to hit
0: the record button. Good thing we were only two or three, two minutes, two and a half minutes in. Yeah. Oh my for part two. <laughs> I'm glad it's I remembered that. Oh wow. <laughs> or else yeah. we would have gone through the entire, the entire podcast. <laughs> so yeah. we just did a rehearsal. But family, listen, I'm grateful for Tim, who has the gift of patience with moi. And Tim is right up here, part two.
1: Yeah, thank, Wait, you, you? thank you, brother.
0: Thank you, brother, right there.
1: Like, I can't get it. You're, right you're in there. there. Yeah,
0: we're in there. And you know what? We were joking around that uh, I said, you know, our hermano Timoteo and uh, his Spanish is amazing. Dude, speak Spanish for us.
1: Mi español es poquito. I got to do the accent also. But <laughs> Dude, you know sound I'm like Speedy
0: gonna... Gonzalez. <laughs> Gonzalez <is> my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should do the whole thing like this. <laughs> you know, I have to say, the guy Mel Blanc, who did the voice for Speed, oh, yeah. uh, you know, that guy was amazing. He did over a thousand voices. And the fact that he, I, it cracks me up because he wouldn't say things in Spanish. But because he had the accent like this, so oh, he would talk like this, oh, and he would sound like he's speaking el español. That <laughs> was so good. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, man, I tell you, it was funny. But listen, uh, we're here for part two. I'm glad I hit the record button. Family, listen, let me bring uh, Tim back on here side by side. I think we're here. There you are. You're right hey. there. So um, there oh, in the... In the in- yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> over here. Yeah, there you go. In the interest of time... As always, family, all the links are below. Serpents and Doves website, please share it. It is down below. If you feel led by the Lord to help support the ministry, um, even on a monthly basis, you could do that. Link is below. All of Tim's links are also below the Flock Church, which you are sporting one of the shirts. Uh, other way, there you go. The Flock Church. Up. The Flock Church. And this is pastor, Valley, Arizona. Pastor, yeah, pastor Tim. Pastor Tim. I'm sorry, I should make sure I say that. that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm still um, trying to get used to that. It's weird.
0: It's beautiful. But you know what? God's gonna hold each one of us to a higher calling with that title, man. You know? That's so, which is good. It's accountability. We need accountability. Absolutely. And I am grateful for the transition. I dude, I gotta tell you, you know, again, I grew up listening to you and Striper, and you guys were my all-time faves. But it is so cool because I would have never imagined in a million years to see, you know, to see you come and become a pastor and to see what god did in your life and how he's using you now god is so cool he's in the redemptive business right
1: jesus absolutely man i'd I'd be dead right now if it wasn't for jesus
0: praise god and how how many people are where you were then they are now so prayerfully this this podcast would be able to um help them and it's not us It's the Holy Spirit speaking through us prayerfully. So listen, this is part two. We're going to pick right back up where we left off. And the question that I had asked you on part one, which is where we left off, was at what point did you notice uh, Satan really getting his claws into the Christian music industry? You said, okay, I moved to Nashville, and let's just pick up right from there, and we'll, we'll keep going.
1: So, yeah, so this would have been 2002 or 3 2003 um is when i moved and i had just uh, we, we we just started going to this church and um we got invited to a home bible study and uh the first thing that i noticed that was weird was that everybody was drinking they brought out you know the wine and you know everybody's i don't drink wine but yeah everybody's drinking and and it was like Okay. So this is, this is a sponsored through the church that we were going to and, you know, everybody drinks. So I started noticing that that was kind of the norm. Uh, a lot of people in the industry and a lot of the churches down there, uh, and it seems to have spread everywhere. Now it's like everybody seems to drink. You know,
0: yep. A
1: lot of the social gatherings in in the church yep. uh, these days, uh, a lot of people drink. You know, they have churches that are made in you know in bars where people have a brew and, yep. and uh, smoke cigars and all that stuff. So it's like, you know, that started. Uh, I think for me at least, I saw that starting around two thousand two. So a good twenty years ago. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, with that, I mean, uh, just, and I, I think I was saying on the last, uh, the last podcast that it seems to be, uh, this, this uh, Tennessee or Nashville in general just seems to be a, a place for, uh, Christian artists to, uh, a lot of wounded people, uh, end up there. A lot of people with, uh, uh, been hurt by the, through the church or whatever just been a, abused by the the entertainment system i mean it is a the christian music industry is an industry it's yeah. uh, it's commercial music they they use sometimes it seems like it's worse than the secular industry it's just at least you know what you're in for <laughs> yeah. in the secular industry, the Christian industry, you think everybody's your friend. And it's like, no, they're just, they want money, yeah. but they do it, you know, nicely and, you know, with a smile, but they still uh, ruin your life. So
0: yeah, I heard, I heard once a saying that went along something, they used a different word cause it was, it wasn't a Christian person that said this to me. They said the only difference between you Christians and people that aren't Christians, is that before you guys blankety-blank somebody, you guys could fill in the blank, you pray about it. And listen, family, as much as that sounds like a really, really harsh statement coming from someone who's not a believer, I have to say that uh, seeing things that my parents went through, hearing you know what you're talking about right now, all within mm-hmm. the church, that is... That is a very true statement. Unfortunately, what we're dealing with within the body of Christ, we got to remember this, is we're dealing with. You mentioned it a lot of hurt people, but at the same time, there's a lot of ego that has seeped into the church, Mm -hmm. and uh, you know we're dealing we're dealing with uh, so much within the church body right now. that it, the the first thing that I think about is the tares in the wheat, right? The Lord talked about the tares and the wheat The angel on my, said, go me, ahead to was that
1: uh, just just the the separation of the wheat and tares you know yeah. we're we're starting to see that you know
0: yeah absolutely yeah. let me let me read uh, to set the stage. Um, I'm always setting the stage, man. That's I'm a stagehand. Yeah. I guess that that's what my t- I should put that under Pablo instead of Serpents and Doves. I should just put stagehand right there. <laughs> um, but if we go to First Timothy, we turn to First Timothy chapter four.
1: We get over there.
0: First uh, Timoteo.
1: There you go. Timotheus in the Greek.
0: Timo. <laughs> is yeah. There you. Tumultuous. Yeah. <laughs> Timotheus.
1: Timotheus. <laughs> um,
0: if we go to First Timothy chapter four. And this is what verse starting in verse 1 said this. Now the spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Okay, that's interesting, doctrines of demons. Speaking lies in hypocrisy, kind of like what you had just mentioned too, a lot of hypocrisy going on. Mm-hmm having their own conscience seared with a hot iron forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from foods, which God created to be received with Thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. That's the key right there is the end of that verse, knowing the truth. But I find that so interesting to be honest with you is, um, so you now are in Nashville and you are literally, so, so the home of, christian music is technically franklin is it franklin tennessee franklin yep. right franklin tennessee is kind franklin, of like
1: franklin, yeah
0: yeah the <laughs> mecca of christian music but i think on the first podcast we did in december you had made mention that we would be surprised and maybe not but we would be surprised some of the artists that you rubbed elbows with the kind of lifestyle that they were leading didn't you say something along those lines
1: yeah. Um, not everybody. I mean, there were, there was a good bunch of people. Yeah, yeah for that,
0: sure. Not, not everybody, not everyone. There, there's
1: some, some big artists that, you know, you'd be surprised. Yeah. Or maybe wouldn't be surprised. Who knows? I mean, I was, I was part of that. I, I was, you know, I, I can always point fingers at myself. Sure. I, you know, I'd rather point fingers at myself than somebody else, but um, you know, the life I was living was uh, far from, from a Christian lifestyle.
0: Sure, sure. And the reason why, it's not that I'm here to point fingers at someone else. What I want us to understand is that just because it has the word Christian in front of it doesn't necessarily mean that that's what they're doing. They're building their kingdom here on earth instead of, you know, working for the kingdom of God. And I want to make sure that we understand that because, listen, as, as a young teenager, I was duped by that. I had the mentality and the mindset. Let me go to the two of us over here because it's weird to look at myself up there. Um, <laughs> but I had—I was of the mindset when I was a teenager that whatever was uh, whatever was found between the doors of Berean Christian Bookstore. Now again, I'm using Berean because that's what we had where I lived here in Southern California. But whatever I, whenever I walked in, if it was on those shelves, I thought, well, then it's good for me to listen to it. Mm-hmm. It's good for me to listen to now. I've said this many times. I like heavy metal, punk rock music. I've always been into that. Um, but for example, there was one band uh, I used to listen to secular music a lot. I used to listen to a band called No Effects, Lagwagon, Pennywise, a lot of just secular punk. And when I when I found Christian punk music, Christian heavy metal, and I say Christian, okay. I thought, well, cool. They're in the Christian bookstore. Therefore, they must be, you know, truly God following people and honoring. And I can listen to this with my eyes closed and I'm safe to listen to it. Yeah. Wrong. I think that's the point I'm trying to get across. Parents, even if it's Christian music, I would encourage you to make sure you know what your kids are listening to. Even if it's called Christian music, what do the what do those artists stand for? Be when they're removed from the mic, yeah. when they're removed from the instruments, it's, important, it's more right?
1: than more than just the lyrics that are on the page or in the music. You know, what are they? How are they living? How, you know, is is there just one person? I mean, there's Christian bands where just one person supposedly is a Christian, and the rest are just yep. Fill in musicians or whatever but you know how what's what's the lifestyle you know to question yeah. you know question yeah. that lifestyle you know if they're promoting uh drinking or they're doing that backstage or you know sex and drugs and rock and roll you know that lifestyle there's there's christian artists that want to live that you know they maybe they weren't good enough to do it in the secular world so they yeah i uh, agree like a lot a lot of, well it used to be a lot easier to get Uh, signed in a christian label you know just by putting the label uh christianity on on your music um i don't know about nowadays I, uh, i have been so far removed from the whole thing it's it's hard to say but um i think for me the first thing i noticed and what seems to be the biggest issue is uh compromise yeah and anytime there's compromise, that opens the door wide open for Satan to come in because it's not just one compromise. it's opens the door wide open for compromise everywhere. Well, yeah. we compromise here, we're going to have to compromise here now to cover this one. And, yeah. you know, next thing you know, you're, you know, and it, and it wears on you. It doesn't just happen overnight. Sure. You know, it doesn't sure. happen in a minute. It's like years, you know, yeah. comprom- years of compromise. And then you realize, well, what the heck did – where did I? How did I end up here?
0: Yeah, you
1: know, yeah. wasn't and, where I. You know, I I wanted to become a Christian in 1983 or do Christian music, I should say in 1983. And by the time 19 or 2015, uh, 2016 is coming around, I'm a full blown alcoholic. Yeah, like, like what? How did I get here? You know, and it was I look back on everything and it was one compromise here, one compromise there, and it's like. You, know, you you just go downhill satan gets in there and takes a foothold
0: yeah yeah i agree and it's it that can happen on every facet of the life of the believer if we're not careful now yeah we're talking about music and how music the industry itself satan will use that as a means to either distract to pull away um, or to literally, like we read in part one, destroy, right? Because yep. that's what Satan does. He, he he goes around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So yes. um, it can happen on multiple levels, right? We, I mean, we can get into the subject, you know, you talked about alcoholism. Mm-hmm. We could talk about the subject of pornography and, you know, uh, illicit sexual relationships within the industry as well. We yep. talked about drug use within the industry. But these things permeate beyond the industry. They permeate into the person, person's personal life, in this case, the believer. And then what does it do? If not mitigated, it could it could destroy your life. It could destroy. wreck you, right?
1: And those around you, those that you love, your families, the families are destroyed. Um, hey, I, I've been, you know, I'm not proud of it, but... Yeah, yeah. I've been married three times, you know, I've had divorces and, um, it was always, uh, sexual promiscuity that led to that. You know, I was, I went back to the old lifestyle and, uh, I'd probably be a great marriage counselor nowadays. (laughs) (laughs) But you you know what you are now, (laughs) You, you know what though? I have
0: to be honest with you. God has put you in the position he's put you in for such a time as this. Absolutely. You know what I mean? There's okay. Now honestly speaking would you be able to give the advice you're giving now 20 years ago 30 years ago
1: no. there's no. no way on earth you no. know I, I had no idea you know, do you
0: realize that those gold records that are behind you those gold records don't just represent how many albums you sold but when you look at them from the lens of redemption right? those gold records behind you is this is your degree in the school of hard knocks and what the enemy will do to somebody's life right yeah but on the flip side of that praise god because now you're here and and you're sharing and you're counseling and you're teaching individuals right and praise god yeah. for that praise god i i you think know,
1: that's funny i i put those up i I sold off pretty much all my gold and platinum albums. I, yeah. I just, I didn't want to look at them anymore. I didn't want anything to do with them. Um, the ones that are behind me, uh, were the first gold albums I got and, uh, they were stolen from me. Oh, wow. And, um, otherwise I wouldn't have them back. A friend, or not, he's a friend now, but a, a guy named Brian Burns, uh, found them in a house that he was helping somebody move out of, and he opened up a coffee, one of those coffee tables, yeah, but like videos and stuff. And he, uh, he was pulling videos out and, you know, helping this person pack and my albums were in the bottom of this. coffee. That's
0: crazy. Somebody
1: had stolen them and stuffed them in there. So he called me up and, uh, and, uh, said, I got something that you want, might want. And, uh, he drove all the way from Wichita, Kansas with his brother, to uh phoenix and hand delivered them to me so that's wow. the only reason why i got them on the wall
0: no but days. you know what i'm not I'm, I'm actually glad you have those there you know why because uh the lord did use you in during that time to minister to so many people through the music that you guys did and what i see when i look back there are I, it reminds me of when I used to listen to you guys, and kids made fun of me for listening to Striper, right? Because they were a Christian metal band. I didn't care. I actually didn't care because I knew that there was there were people who could worship with the talents that they were given and give God glory and honor for. It. And that's what you get for honoring the Lord, right? You get you, the Lord blesses us, and that's why I like seeing that stuff back there. Hey, look, man, you're talented. There's well, nothing wrong was- with that.
1: He blesses us in this life, but the blessing is coming. Amen. Amen. I'm looking Amen. forward. Amen. None of this means anything. I have a Grammy. You can't see it, but there's a Grammy. Yeah, nomination. there is. Hold on. Hold on. Let Whoa. me
0: let me put it up there. They could see it right there.
1: Okay. So uh, yeah,
0: they could see it. Yeah, it's it's over it's to up. your left on the piano. Right,
1: right behind here. I just there goes it. that. If you can see, there. I'll just pull it up a little. Don't break it. It doesn't matter. Anyways, th- this is a Grammy yeah. nomination from nineteen eighty seven. I was gonna take it and burn it uh when we had the Grammys uh not too long ago and with all that debacle with the satanic uh stuff that was going on. I was gonna burn it on air. <laughs> I I'm never did. did it, it. Yeah. No, I'm yeah. glad you didn't. It's I'm like, glad you it didn't it doesn't mean anything to me. It's sure. like I none of this stuff means anything. Yeah, but you know
0: what? Again, listen, ladies and gentlemen, the Lord gives each of us talents, and we use them for the Lord. God will bless us for it. Now, here, answer this question. Where does the difficulty for the believer lie? Where is the challenge when you start becoming popular? Say that again. So God God blesses each one of us with different giftings and talents in different areas. Let's take, for example, in this case, music. Where is the challenge for the person where God starts opening all of these doors up? You're using your talents for him. Where does the challenge begin for the person that the Lord starts blessing and opening doors up for them?
1: Yeah, the challenge is is uh, not getting a big head about it. Yeah. Because it's so easy to... to uh... Get puffed up with pride and then, and you just like start believing, like I said on the last one, you start believing your own hype after a while. You're just like, people are constantly telling you how great you are, and you're just, yeah, like, well, maybe I am, you know, yeah, yeah. And eventually, you're just like, going, oh, I'm, I'm talented, and you know, I deserve this, and I deserve to be treated this way, and blah, blah, and it's like, yeah, yeah you're just the scumbag like everyone else <laughs> <laughs>
0: and listen for those that might be thinking man yeah for those in the entertainment and music industry they got it hard uh hold on for those in the church pastors those yeah. that are doing what i'm doing too in the in the prophecy circle what you're doing uh pastor tim it, at the church you, nobody nobody is with that. Uh, that's too far out of reach for the enemy to come in and start sowing those seeds. Oh, people are listening to me. Ooh, my numbers are growing. Ooh, I must know. So I must be special. And the
1: other thing is, like I said, isolation, that's, that comes with everybody. Uh, pastors are isolated, you know, they can't, who do you go to if you're a pastor, you can't go to your congregation and say, you know, I got this issue that I'm dealing with, you know, you got to have another, you have to have other pastors t- or people that you can uh, be held accountable to. Um, and like I said, we didn't have that. Um, when I was in the band, I, it was like we became isolated. Yeah. Uh, first from the church, and then we started isolating ourselves from each other because we weren't like able to do anything. We were like, policing each other. So it was like, yeah, I don't want to be around you guys anymore. So yeah. I'm going go to go hotel room and drink. You know, that's yeah. how I do it. And again,
0: we talked about that in the beginning on part one, how the enemy wants to isolate you and that we could just pounce on you and trash you. You know what I mean? So um, I want to kind of shift gears now and um, really dive into how Satan and how things have have become really overt. What I mean by overt is we talked about the Peters brothers in the beginning. We talked about subliminal messages. Let me come back over here. Hop to the two of us. But we talked about um, the importance of, okay, listen to the lyrics, listen to the words, how Satan would work back, at least back then, it was in the background. Mm-hmm. Now what we're seeing is the it, it's so inundated with uh, the influence of the world. I know I mentioned in the beginning on part one that we see the world has seeped into the church, just as much as the world has now seeped into every aspect of Christian entertainment. And that's nothing that happened overnight. But what I mean by over is that like, for example, when you moved to Nashville, these things were kind of maybe in the background, right? Okay. You started seeing, Oh, Bible study, they're drinking. These things are now in the forefront. What people's true beliefs are where their loyalties lie, right? They're, they're no longer. And I'm strictly talking about the Christian industry, I'm going to go over here and uh, you guys know who this is very well. Amy Grant slams homophobes criticizing for her niece's lesbian wedding, whom she had a big role in, Mm -hmm. but it goes on here to say Christian music icon, Amy Grant, who was recently honored as a 2022 Kennedy center honor recipient is making sure everyone knows how much she loves her queer niece. Now, no one is questioning the fact that we are to love one another. That is right. not what we're talking about. Where I think the beef comes is the fact that so many in the Christian music industry, entertainment, in the church, are not, they're, they're, uh, we're not talking about loving the individual. They're embracing the lifestyle. Absolutely. And, and they're accepting of the lifestyle, right? And so. Um, This is what she said. The first Christian artist to have an album go platinum described her progressive views, mind you, progressive views, to the Washington Post, quote, Jesus, you just narrowed it down to two things, love God and love each other. I mean, hey, that's pretty simple. Grant also detailed her reaction when her niece first came out. What a gift in our whole family to just widen the experience of our whole family. There's a movie that came out, uh it's called Jesus, the Jesus Music movie. Have you heard of it?
1: Yeah. Okay. Have you seen it by any chance? Is that the one uh Greg Laurie's
0: no that's it, the Jesus it? Revolution. Revolution. Um, yeah.
1: So, there, so the, I saw the Jesus music one. I can't remember who was behind it. But so I,
0: um they really spotlight Amy Grant if you really watch the whole movie, it's really the underlying theme of the whole thing or the one they want to prop up most is Amy mm-hmm. Grant. Right. And again, when you read things like this, it really truly shows you where their heart is. And again, since the inception, Amy Grant has seemed to always have one foot in the world, one foot at, you know, in the church with her hit song, Baby, Baby, which had nothing to right. do with Christianity that was in the... Uh, early 90s i believe and then yeah, um go ahead a lot, jump of guys,
1: in a lot of guys at that point you know that had been established christian artists started doing the crossover yep. at somewhere late 80s early 90s yeah
0: yeah so, michael w smith tried it i'm telling you yeah. michael w smith tried it um and uh it it wasn't boding well for him. The church was not happy, didn't but see Amy Grant again, she left her husband. I think his name was Gary Chapman. I believe she mm-hmm. was married to Gary Chapman, ended up divorcing him, married Vince Neal, who she'd gone on tour with, and that's it's old
1: good. what was that? Vince Gill, not Vince. Vince Neal. I'm
0: sorry. Vince Gill. Vince Neil is, is from Motley Crue. You're right. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Totally different, dude. Yeah. Vince Gill, the, the country artist, not Vince Neil, the, yeah, the, the lead singer for, um, for Motley Crue. I'm not Dr. Feelgood. <laughs> um, so, so we got this and some people might go, well, that's just one. Um, you guys all remember the Frank Lloyd riots and uh, not Frank Lloyd. Oh my land, dude. I'm just all over the map. Frank Lloyd was in uh, Frank Lloyd Wright was an amazing architect. Yeah. Oh, my land. George, George, George Floyd. Jeez. Right. Wow. By the way, I do enjoy Frank Lloyd Wright's architecture. Really, really good <laughs> architecture. Um, but the guy was just different. We'll leave it at that. Anyways, We got this, this now, even though this came out in 2021, don't think that this guy changed at all. Again, he is spotlighted in the movie, uh, the Jesus music, uh, movie, Jesus music movie. But yeah, um, it's, it says the, the article Kirk Franklin calls out homophobia in the church and he says that it has nothing to do with the Bible. And so what's what's crazy is here you have oh there you go the Jesus music. That's it. Yeah. yeah you got it. Yep. Yeah. That's it. So um you got a guy here who was really influential in Christian music. You guys remember I think it was uh he did gospel Kirk Franklin and the Family or something like that his first couple albums and I thought musically they were pretty good. He guested on Toby Mac's first album called The J Train. The song was called The J Train. So a lot of these artists are really like, and you know, because you lived in, in Tennessee, um, they're very intertwined, interwoven, right? A lot of right. these guys, they'll guest on each other's albums, and yeah. which makes me wonder if all of these guys really feel the same way when it comes to certain ideologies, such as what we read here, because again... Amy Grant slams homophobes. Kirk Franklin calls out homophobia yeah. in the church. So you're starting to see really this underlying theme now within Christian, the CCM, the Christian contemporary music
1: industry, right? right? So, you see a lot of it in, in uh, the country music scene too also. Yep. In mean, yep. country and the CCM industries are kind of intertwined. You know, there's... Uh, a lot going on and it, it, a lot of it has to do also with the the labels now that are uh the industry is being run by you know the christian industry is pretty much a secular industry yeah yeah absolutely divisions christian division so you have those people bringing in that element uh the world element i should say whatever however you want to say it. um and so and what i got to a little bit ago was was compromise you know so you know we're going to compromise our values you know to get a record deal or whatever and yep or we're going to schmooze with these people you know we're going to and so they believe a certain thing or they're trying to promote a certain uh lifestyle or whatever so hey we'll they're they're you know signing our checks our paychecks so we'll kind of go along with it i mean there's a lot of people in the industry that uh, like you were kind of getting at that go along with each other and kind of uh, help each other out. But there's also a lot of people there that don't, it's kind of unsaid. Uh, They, you know, if somebody believes, you know, like Amy Grant does, not everybody's going to back her up, but because she's so established in the industry that they're, you know, going to, go along with her they'll play with her or whatever but they're everybody kind of keeps to themselves as far as their uh beliefs and lifestyle or you know if somebody wants to drink that's great you know i don't believe in drinking but i'll work with you you know that's you know it's so it's not there's not a separation there's because everybody's so like i said Interwoven. interwoven that it's like you just deal with it to you know, to get the work or, you know, just to get along with your neighbor in that sense.
0: So would you say that the standards are out the door when it comes to, um, you know, Christian standards and saying, man, you know what, I want to honor the Lord in everything that I do from my business dealings, because the Lord says that we're not to be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Now, Absolutely. That, that doesn't mean just in a marriage relationship or in a, you know, courting relationship. Those relationships that the Lord is referring to extend far beyond that. They extend to our relationships outside of, you know, a a love relationship. Business relationship, don't be unequally yoked with non-believers. And so I would imagine that there is a ton of compromise within the entertainment industry, within the church industry. And I say that on purpose. The corporate, the the church corporation... Unfortunately, there's a lot of compromise. Would you say that that might be an accurate there is, statement?
1: There, there is definitely a lot of compromise that goes on.
0: And where does I, that it, lead to?
1: It leads to uh, leads to downfall. Yep. You yep. know, it's eventually it's going to lead to demise of, you know, whether you're probably a, a, on a personal level more than anything because if you compromise you're compromising your own values at some point and you're you know it affects you personally sure. and it will affect your your family
0: yep absolutely one thing that i want to show and the reason why i'm harping on this is because i want to make sure that we understand fully how we are in the last of the last days we've had deception creep in not only into the church but into the worship industry and i say worship industry i remember from from the very inception when This whole notion of this big worship movement started. I was not a big fan of it. Now, don't get me wrong. I love worship music. It just depends what kind of worship music. And again, we're not going to talk about that right now because that's a topic for a whole nother time. And maybe we should address that. You know what I mean? You being a worship leader as well. But we need to understand that the world has crept in with all of its ugly ideologies, demonic ideologies, into every facet of Christianity. Today, we're just strictly talking about the entertainment industry. I'm going to go back over here, and I know I might be harping on uh, Kirk Franklin, but I remember he was at a concert wearing a BLM shirt. And again, this was in 2020, but I don't think that by any means these beliefs or stances with these woke ideologies by these quote-unquote Christian artists has gone away it has not gone away if anything the ties have been strengthened but you could read down here again the title here is billy porter and kirk franklin highlight black lives matter movement during a global goal concert so these are these these concerts are the ones where they try to hit a specific monetary goal in order to support a specific cause um but what i find interesting here is check this out. Elsewhere in the concert, gospel singer Kirk Franklin teamed up with For King and Country and Tori Kelly to perform a moving rendition of Together. The artists harmonized together as what? Right here. Don't take my word for it. The artists harmonized together as images of Black Lives Matter protesters flashed on the screen. Please understand, these are Christian artists. You could... See them right here for King and Country. You got Kirk Franklin and you've got over here, the other artist, Tori Kelly. Um, and I can just go down here. Um, how look at all these Bible verses of what we're supposed to be doing. We talked about this, Tim, is that uh, our goal, not goal, but our our drive should be to bring God the glory. Right. And the reason Absolutely. why I wanted to show this is because just in this short list right here, look at all the verses of us giving God the glory. That is our main responsibility and and goal is to always give God the glory for what we do. Wouldn't you say?
1: Amen. Absolutely. So, um, bringing yeah, people to know Christ and and giving God the glory for everything that He's done and uh praising him through the music um worship worshiping him through the music but i mean all of it is in concert with each other to give him glory and by bringing people into the kingdom uh that Amen. gives him glory.
0: yes okay so where has uh, again we in part one we kind of talked about how from the very get-go the inception of hollywood satan has always been in there i i you know, briefly talked about a couple movies in the 60s where we could see, you know, that influence. And then we move in and we start to see the advent of cursing in music. I hate to say it, folks, there is cursing in Christian music albums too. Go look, don't, you don't believe me? Go look it up yourself. There is the E, the little E with the red box. That is explicit lyrics. You will find that on covers of supposedly Christian music. That, I think, uh, started uh, uh, with—who was the guy, the lead singer? Tell me his name. I forget his name now from Twisted Sister. Snyder, D. Snyder. D. Snyder Snyder was the guy that went before Congress to testify how we should be able to cuss. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, just the PMRC, the uh, parent—I can't remember what it stood for. Uh, But he went before—it was Tipper Gore, I think, was the— uh, Al Gore's uh, ex-wife uh, he, they were trying to get labels put on albums to uh I guess let people know about explicit yeah. lyrics yep and so he went against that and uh, went went to court I guess it went before the the su- Supreme Court possibly or I know Congress maybe. for sure Congress yeah, maybe it was Congress um but yeah. So it started then. I mean, I think it started a lot with, uh, the rap groups Yeah, yep. coming out of the eighties and there was a lot of language there. And then, um, that went over to uh, heavy metal guys yep. of the eighties because there was kids supposedly committing suicide, um, that were listening to lyrics of albums and, uh, causing them to supposedly causing them to, to commit suicide. But, um, so, yeah, um, it started then, and so now we have it, you know, what has it been, 30 years, 40 years? Yep, you know, yep. we going into do the Christian industry now, so. Yeah, yeah,
0: and it seeped in. Again, look, uh, these are the results that we're seeing. There's this movement that's been afoot already for quite some time called the Exvangelical Movement, and it's called Hashtag Exvangelical, and there are quite a few Christian, former Christian artists that have tagged on to some of these, um, one of them, I believe, is Kevin Max from the band DC Talk. He was mm-hmm. one of the guys. I, I want to say that the lead singer from, and I again, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure the lead singer from Jars of Clay, uh, there was a gal by the name of Jennifer Knapp who was under Goatee Records years and mm-hmm. years ago. Uh, that's where she started, which is Toby Max uh, record company, Goatee mm-hmm. Records. She left the industry because she came out as a lesbian and she had already put out two or three albums within the Christian music industry and on and on and on. And now this is, again, overt. This isn't hidden anymore. This is out in the open. Now, where if, if this is where we're at in the Christian music industry, where are we at in the secular music industry? Because I believe that CCM... Is behind the secular industry. Would you agree with that?
1: Uh, CCM is yeah, contemporary Christian music run, industry. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty much run through the secular secular industry. So you have, uh, for instance, Sony Music Entertainment uh, runs a lot of the Christian labels. Uh, when I lived in Nashville, I worked for uh, I work for one of the companies uh, that did uh, music distribution. So and Sony came in and bought all the the rights and uh so we were suddenly uh putting music uh that in the warehouse that normally uh sold uh to christian bookstores or was uh moved to christian bookstores now we're putting uh, like acdc and yeah you know so bands secular bands were on the same shelves as the christian uh, industry so it was like you know there wasn't any more separation and a lot of that i think may have come about because of the internet and sure. uh, music sales dropped off and uh, the christian bookstores you know they they never really sold anything at a sale price it was pretty much they'd full pop everybody you know i'd yeah. consider leasing the flock you know you could buy a twenty dollar uh cd 1895 at a christian bookstore and go to walmart and pay you know eight nine bucks for the same one so it's yep. like yeah you know they kind of shot themselves in the foot i i would say um but you know so i saw that as i was you know in the early uh 2008 9 10 somewhere in there is when i started seeing like everything go downhill
0: yeah and, and it, it's, in my estimation, it's only picked up speed, but, sorry, s- s- speed, I'm kind of stuttering there, mm-hmm. but, um, you know what, I don't think we're going to see it slow down at all. If anything, I think these things are going to get worse, especially as I believe we're literally right behind, like here's the secular music industry, and I really believe that the Christian music industry, and I say Christian, in air quotes, is following closely behind and picking up speed really, really quick. Um, and the reason why is we saw the Grammys. I don't need to show graphic. I supposedly got a copyright claim when I did my talk with, and we'll wrap it up here, but when I did my talk with um, uh, Pastor Carry uh, just this mm-hmm. last Tuesday on my on my outro, which is literally just a drum loop. But the group that claimed a copyright claim is by, uh, manages the music for uh, an artist named uh, Lilith, uh, what's her name? I had her up here somewhere, Lilith some, here we go. Uh, her name is Lilith Halsey. And I wanna go through this quickly cause I wanna get your take on this. And we're gonna do the uh, the shorty question, which is gonna be coming up in, in a couple of, probably a couple of days. Um, but anyways, let me get through this quick. So I got this copyright claim. I'm looking it up. It's, it's literally has nothing to do with it, but God's good because he showed me something. There's a game coming out, um, called Diablo, uh, Diablo four. Uh, let me see Diablo four. Check this out. Uh, this is the graphic for the game Diablo, and uh, it is a huge video game amongst gamers and it's highly anticipated, there are uh, ads all around here. I think I mentioned to you. There, hell is coming to LA. Hell is coming to Orange County. This is what these ads are, and they have this demon here. Um, the artist that is claiming copyright on a drum beat that I got is copyright. It's free to use on non-commercial and commercial use. But anyways, whatever. It's a drum loop. Um, I think we were joking that I'm just gonna go <laughs> psh, psh, right. <laughs> i'll I'll help you yeah you'll (laughs) help me there you go we might do that we might end up doing (laughs) that um so uh but anyways this is this is what she's promoting um this is how the music video she did a live performance to promote that game diablo uh the game awards this is how it opens up it goes from there to here And these guys look like some pretty demonic monks over here. You could see the red lights. If any of you guys remember the red lights at the Grammys. And then do you guys remember the red lights behind uh, President Biden during the State of the Union? Was it the State of the Union? Or some some speech he gave, whatever. Uh, This is the next scene. You could see the artist right here at the front. And then the last scene, again, I can't show you the video for two reasons. You could obviously see she's wearing scantily clad clothes. Uh, Her outfit is pretty see-through at the top, so I'm not going to put that on. And she drops F-bombs in literally like three or four F-bombs in a minute and a half. And that's what the song is. These kids are listening to it. That um, figure that you see back there, the silhouette, uh, eventually comes in to show. And that's what it is. It is the it is the cover for this video game Diablo and um what is Lilith i think we were kind of you know we were talking about that tim off the record yeah yeah right and uh i had to i had to um right here i had to you know black out the this artist rendition of what a Lilith is in 1887 but essentially What it is, is that um, it is a primordial she demon in mythology, ancient Mesopotamian uh, religion. And um, I think it has, yeah, Judaic mythology. And the theory is that it was it was Adam's first wife and she left because she didn't listen to um, she didn't listen to what didn't do what she was told by adam in the garden of eden
1: she burned the dinner
0: (laughs) she yeah she must have burned the dinner right so this is lilith fair was big in the 90s it was all women so um but what's crazy is that like down here it says lilith continues to serve as a source of material in today's popular culture western culture literature occultism fantasy and horror And this is the kind of stuff, and we'll close with this. But the reason why I wanted to show this, let me, you know what? Let me go over here and show this as well, because I want to show how all of this has infected the church. Check this out. I'm sure a lot of you guys remember this a few years ago. Marty Sampson announcing that he was losing his faith. Um, I don't know if a lot of you guys remember MXPX. I mentioned that band in the very beginning. You remember them, MXPX?
1: I do, yeah, yeah.
0: I do. Well, the lead singer Mike Herrera, he is, uh, as far as I know, he's questioned and walked away from his faith as well. That's this guy right here in the middle, yeah. Um, and it's really, really unfortunate, you know, that that they did that. But uh, um, this is them in concert too, and you know what? You said it. You covered it. How all of this is seeping in and the influence of Satan in so many aspects of the believer. Now, the shorty question is, the shorty question is, how does the believer avoid the pitfalls of the industry, of the entertainment? How do they safeguard themselves against the deception? So hang on to that. Hang on to that, because that's Mm going to be the shorty. So folks, be looking for the answer to that question on the shorty. But listen... Tim, we're out of time again. I want you to just take the next few minutes and just open your heart and talk about whatever God lays on your heart, especially in light of everything we just
1: talked about. Yeah. Um, I think what originally started off this whole conversation on the first podcast was how in uh, Revelation 18, uh where the, the commerce portion, the beast system is going to be destroyed and included in that in, in verse 22 of chapter 18, talks about music and uh, music is going to be no more. So there's a system, there's music system uh, will be shut down by the Lord. It'll be no more. Everything's going to be, yeah. be history gone. And so a lot of us, I don't know. I don't know how people are nowadays. Um, when I was growing up, it was like music was my life. You know, I, yeah. Worship the bands and, you know, I bought all the albums and posters in my room and everything. I don't know how, if it's that way today or not. I mean, in my opinion, music isn't really that great, but so how do you shelter yourself from that or save yourself from that? You don't worship the music or the artist, Um, the star the rock star in in that sense it's uh because it's all fallen it's part of a beast system a babylonian system that's on its way out and uh you know people nowadays they ask me well what can i do to you know you got any pointers for me to get into the music business i say don't you know get out you know seek seek god seek god uh seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and then all these other things you know your desires you know god knows what your the desires of your heart is sure. you know he'll add those things um but I, it's as far as i'm concerned that the whole music scene is is a it's on its way out it's dying and it will die shortly um shelter shelter yourself from it in as far as a musician music uh christian music those that listen to chris christian music uh, d- discover what the artists are about. Um, seek what their lives, you know, look them up on, online and see what they're promoting. You know, see yeah. if there's anything you can find out, you know, about their lifestyles. You know, people look up my lifestyle a few years ago, they would have seen a lot of questionable uh, things that were going on. Um, just uh, seek wisdom of the Lord and, and try to be uh, open to the Holy Spirit's guidance in, in everything that you do, whether it be what you watch, turn off TV. You know, we don't Amen. watch TV. Yeah. Turn watch, uh, look out, uh, and be aware of the things you see and allow that go into your mind through your eyes or through your ears. And, uh, cause it all ends up in your heart. It takes Amen. Fruit in your heart.
0: Amen. So take, take listen, yeah, God. yeah, please. You know what? Now that you were going to mention that, why don't you share the best part of this entire podcast as we did the last time. I want to give the floor to you, Pastor Tim, so that you could share the gospel of Jesus Christ with people who, again, like I said last time, they might be where you were at. They might be there now losing hope, not wanting to live. They have nothing to look forward to. And everything may seem hopeless, but that's not the case why don't yeah. you share with them what where our hope is?
1: Yeah, our hope lies in, in Jesus Christ. Titus 2.13 is looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, uh, Jesus. Um, you may feel the Holy Spirit tugging on your heart uh, that you need Him, that He's calling you home. Um, and you don't even realize what it is, but you just have this sense that, that God is uh, speaking to you. And um, John three sixteen 16 says, uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, um, but have everlasting life. So the key word is belief. If you believe that Christ came and died on the cross uh, and paid for our sins and he rose again on the third day, conquering, uh, conquering death, uh, you can be born again. And uh, starting a new life, a simple prayer uh, could be said um, uh, like this: "Dear Jesus, please forgive me. I'm a sinner. I want to accept you as my Lord and Savior. Uh, Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to live for you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. If you pray that, you're you're born again. You're on your way to heaven. Amen. Life everlasting.
0: Amen. And that's that's the case." With you, God is so merciful, not with you, just with you, but with me and with so many of us. And you know what? It's an ongoing sanctification. Praise God that he is merciful and patient and ever so loving with us. But don't forget, too, that he is just. And that's something that's really, really important for us to remember. Listen, uh, Brother Tim, Pastor Tim, I am so stoked that you stuck around. Um, And I'm excited to hear your answer on the shorty. Uh, folks, listen, all the links are below. Pastor Tim's links are below. My links are below. Please, uh, share and like this video so that it could get out to the masses again, because there are a lot of hurting people and the gospel is the most important thing that we could ever share with anybody. It is the life changing message of Jesus Christ. So pastor Tim, thanks so much for for coming on two shows, man. This was great. This was good. Love Love you too, brother um family again hope you guys blessed encouraged challenge get into the word of god get the word of god into you remember to keep looking up because any day now by the way things are looking any day our redemption we're out of here so Amen. if you haven't called on the name of the lord i would urge you and implore you to call on the name of the lord today today is the day of salvation don't put it off until the next one lord bless you guys see you bless
1: everybody